If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Recording is on. Welcome to the Mistborn Spoilers Podcast, a Fox and Raven media production. I'm your co-host, Seth, and with me is my other co-host, Patrick. Hey, I'm Patrick. In this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series, one chapter at a time. Each week, we'll discuss a small portion of the series, as two people have read the series many times before. We'll look for foreshadowings, themes, character motivations, and analysis, and of course, spoilers will be included. It's kind of what we do here at the Spoilers Podcast. If you haven't read the series yet, you may want to turn back until you have. But if you're the type of person that doesn't mind that kind of thing, stay tuned. We're big fans of the trilogy and can't wait to dig in. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about Mistborn? Uh, yeah, we should probably do that. So our intent today was to sit down and record in episode zero. Everyone here right now in the... in the Discord channel is listening to this live, hangs out and watch spoilers, and they understand like what we do. What is it that we do? Well, basically, each week we read a couple of chapters from whatever book series. At this point, I'm going to say whatever book series, because we do Wheel of Time. Now we're also going to be doing Mistborn. We're going to run the two side by side. Our intent is to do start probably with one episode a week for Mistborn, and we'll eventually work our way up to two. That is the goal. Yeah. I should say, for people who have no idea what I'm talking about right now, Watt Spoilers and now Mistborn Spoilers are basically a book club where we set aside a little time each week to sit down live in our Discord server and discuss predetermined couple of chapters from the books. We, and by we, I'm Seth. I'm Patrick. And we sit down and really go into the details of exploring what's happening plot-wise behind each chapter 
in as much detail as we possibly can. We look at all the references and we're going to check the internet. We're going to, you know, check all the other books that we can find. And of course our own vast internal knowledge uh, about <laughs> these books. Overwhelming, amazing <laughs> amount of knowledge. And for now we're going to focus on the first trilogy, including secret history. Right. Wax and Wayne is going to be fair game, though. I will make references to those books on occasion. Sure. But they're probably not required reading to listen to the podcast. And we've also talked about this a little between you and I, but we'll probably end up making references to general Cosmere stuff because it's related. Any any of Brandon Sanderson's books that take place in the Cosmere might give us hints about what's happening in Mistborn. So when we're going into that detail, whatever information we can draw from his other stuff, we'll put in. We're hopefully not going to have a bunch of spoilers for his other books, but we will be referencing them where they become relevant. Yeah. some of If we spoil a ton of Cosmere stuff, some stuff will be spoiled for me too, because I haven't read all of it. Oh, we have Sanderson's annotations for the Mistborn trilogy. I had completely forgotten about that. Whoa. That gives us another thing to read. I'm going to have to spend a fair amount of time reading those (laughs) i just realized that and so the other kicker probably is that i only kind of alluded to is that because we record this live in a discord server there's a text chat in front of us as well as the book itself so as well as the chapters that we're discussing themselves this gives us the advantage of real-time corrections of people's being able to see people's discussions about the theory and lore that we're talking about. And it lets people be a part of the project, which I feel like is what made Watt Spoilers as successful as it is. One of the things I'm really excited about doing this is it's we've we've established a formula and we've established a process that I think uh, lends a lot of insight and a lot of fun discussion about these books. And sure. I'm really excited to bring that to the Mistborn trilogy, which I think is a, a fantastically well-layered, well-written, internally consistent novel. And right. it's one of my favorite series of all times. For those of you who have heard me on Wheel of Time spoilers, you'll you'll have to know what my actual favorite series of all time is (laughs) but i think you know we can say that brandon took a lot of his inspiration and of from robert jordan and put his own spin and twist on it and made it a little more his own but i think that sanderson really inherits the mantle that jordan had yeah i feel like Brandon Sanderson was able to, and we know that he was a really big fan of the Wheel of Time series, which is a huge, expansive single series. But I feel like Brandon Sanderson kind of took that and with the Cosmere, expanded it even more into a universe. So there's multiple series that all take place in one universe, and they all, like the same magical laws apply in all the books in the in the Cosmere. Yeah, there are. there's a basic three realm magic system involving the physical world, the mental world, uh, which he calls cognitive and then the spiritual realm. Yeah. And that is where the magic always derives from. And it's just the mechanics of how it goes about being created in that particular world varies from world to world. Based mainly on the, the God shards. Exactly. So the original God, Oh, this is a tough word to pronounce. And 
Adonalsium? Adonalsium. Thank you. In the beginning, there was one god, Adonalsium, and he was shattered into 16 pieces, and his 16 shards went to various planets, and that's what created the Cosmere. And in Mistborn, we have encountered two of those shards. So although the magic system is kind of universal in the Cosmere, it has kind of different flavors on the different worlds? Different permutations. Permutations is probably better. Different expressions? Yeah, I like that too. Because there's, there's this common ground, it allows us to infer things about the magic system based on other books and other novels, which is why it's going to be so important to occasionally reference those. Right. In particular, Stormlight Archive. We also see some of the characters in other Cosmere novels. Hoyd, for example, is going to be a character that appears in pretty much every single Cosmere story. I'm nodding for that. That'll be fun. Um, there's, there's also some characters here in Mistborn that originate in this series that end up in other books. And yeah, Dem- Demu is the one I was thinking of. Is it Demu? Yes. Okay. Well... I've been saying demois. The the audiobook is a mew sound. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, I think, uh, Spook ends up being immortal and possibly traveling the Cosmere. Kelsier travels the Cosmere. Sazed, of course, Harmony becomes the new god, uh, one of the major players, if not the most powerful player in the Cosmere because he's two shards. Wasing the ising of living forever. That's <laughs> great spook. <laughs> I'm excited to just translate spook. Like, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> the audiobooks help a lot because, again, Michael Kramer's so good with his tonality and his pacing. It's like the difference between reading Shakespeare and watching Shakespeare. Even if you don't know what the words mean, the way the intonation and the tone is brings it across to you. And you can make I inferences. Can You're like, oh, that's a dirty word. I didn't know that from reading in context, you know. <laughs> he is. I mean, he's an actor, I think. I think he was a, a play actor before he got into voice acting. That makes sense. He sounds like he's trained a trained speaker. Oh, yeah. And the, the ability to do the different accents and, and be consistent with them. Yeah. Do we f- feel like we've explained how the spoilers casts work? I think so. Pretty yeah. well? Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my ideas for the first few episodes. Sure. And then we should talk about how we started reading Mistborn and how we came to it. Definitely. I want to go into a bit of history before we delve deep into chapter one. Did this a little bit with the first couple of episodes of the Wheel of Time spoilers where we went into the history of the breaking and the word of power and the breaking. Yeah. Just to give you some context so that when we start the book, you're not dropped into the middle of the story, which is exactly what fantasy books love to do. And Mistborn is as a sim, a bit of a similarity there with wheel of time where there's like, after you finish reading the series, you can see that there's thousands of years of history that led up to this point. And the, the authors kind of give you that. Although They'll only give you like insights into it. So in Mistborn, you get the letters and diaries of people from the past as a clip at the beginning of each chapter. So it'll be a few sentences from one of those letters and diaries. In The Wheel of Time, it's more like um, it's like people telling each other stories. So you learn more and more as you get, as you go through the series, right? Of how everything went down and how why the world is the way it is today. 
and what the problem is. Because, of course, it's a novel, so there's a problem. I'm nodding. <laughs> and so I want to do the first episode on the gods. So I want to go into the shattering. I want to go into how they came together. I want to talk about how people were created, what preservation gave up to create the people, and then how he imprisoned Ruin and, the, and his overall plan and cycle to kill Ruin. Chapter two, I want to go into Elendi, his history, and how the Lord Ruler became the Lord Ruler. And that sort of timeline. By usurping that character, or murdering that character. By murdering that character, yeah. And then I want to do a third episode on the final empire, the thousand years of the Lord Ruler's reign, and what he did, and all the things he set up. And then I want to start chapter one. I like it. There's a fair amount of writing to do for those first three episodes. Yeah. So we need to do some work on that. Don't expect episode one to be right away. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get an episode zero out before Jordan Con so we can talk, so we can send people to it. They can download this episode, listen to our voices, get an idea of what yeah. our plans are. With any luck, I'll be finishing my second reread of the Mistborn series on the plane. And we can talk it up. And then after Jordan Con we can concentrate on making some episodes. Okay. <laughs> I should have some stuff written before that because I think <laughs> I have some pretty good ideas and I'll put together some history and timeline stuff. Um, hopefully. Do the Discordians... We don't have to settle yet. But do, I, do I call them the Ska Rebels? What do I call them? Like yeah. in Watt Spoilers, we call them the Chosen. Do you, do you guys want to be the Ska? <laughs> Inquisitors. That's I actually suggested that, but <laughs> Scotrions. I don't know about Inquisitors because they don't. There's just the they don't really have the personality. They're sort of. It would be like the Murdral. I feel like that's too limited. Okay. The Ministry. I could do the Ministry. The Ministry sort of makes it. That does work. Yeah. And then you have the layers <laughs> with the steel. You could either be an Inquisitor level or a. Did the band have a name? I don't think it ever had a name. I think it was just Kelsier's band. Thieves? Ska Thieves? <laughs> I'm with the band. <laughs> well, anyway, do you guys feel like we explain this well to people who don't know what we're talking about, even though you guys know what we're talking about? What we're going to do, who we are, why we're doing it? And uh, hopefully all of you have read all the series. I think a few of you may be one or two books away from finishing. The Sky Rebel Army agrees. Yes. I'm not sticking with that. I just need something for now. <laughs> Sky Rebel scum. The Inquisitors nod their head in agreement. Their dull metal eyes reflecting little light. I don't know. <laughs> they will hunt you down. <laughs> don't you think Burning Copper is going to protect you? Your spike is stuck in your pillow. I love that scene I just read like a week ago or something where Kelsier kills the first Inquisitor, the first Inquisitor you see die. He just nails him to the wagon. Great. So Decapitates him. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a Murdral nailed to a barn door. If on the Watt Spoilers one, we shared all our tattoos, in the Mistborn one, we have to share all our piercings. <laughs> I like it. We can we can show off all our copper mines and spikes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the scene with Fane, where he nails the Murdral to the barn door, would be where Inquisitors, the idea for Inquisitors, came from. I hope so. I'm not neither tattooed nor pierced, so 
Christine, I had I had that thought. Vin and Min, and they kind of look the same. They do kind of look the same. To me, anyway, I'm pretty much imagine like a dirtier, darker haired Min. They have like the same short haircut. They both wear pants when they're not supposed to. Oh yeah, and a great love of knives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Min's just uh, ten years older. Well, I guess not by the last book. By the last book, they're the same age. Vin? Yeah, because Vin ends up being like 25. Something like that. Yeah, I think when the series kicks off, she's 15. 15 or 16. Something like that. How many piercings are in your nose, Patrick? Two. They're two separate piercings. And how about your ears? Well, I have two industrial bars. So technically, they're two piercings apiece, but there's only one bar that goes through both. They're old. I used to have more, but I've kind of been kind of cranked it down over the last couple of years. When did you first read Mistborn? I first read Mistborn after we heard that Brandon Sanderson was selected. Well, what I should really say is after you heard that Brandon Sanderson was (laughs) uh, selected to complete the Wheel of Time and... We like we were both already fans of that, and you had picked up his stuff to see how he was, and I think you suggested Mistborn to me first, unless it was Stormlight first and then Mistborn. Well, uh, Stormlight remember. wasn't out at that point. Oh, okay. It must have been Mistborn, and I think you suggested Elantris, which I also read a while back. Mm-hmm. Elantris was good. Elantris is a great standalone book. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, so you pretty much explained how we both came to it, which is we were Wheel of Time fans. Yeah. <laughs> and once it was announced that Brandon Sanderson was going to be finishing that series, we snapped up everything he had, and I devoured it pretty fast. And I think that's something that is pretty common uh, among people that I know who have read Brandon Sanderson. It's really good stuff. All of it. He, and he was popular before, but when his name got out there with the Wheel of Time stuff, it you know, people started reading his stuff and spreading it around. And I think the the quality really shone through. Yeah, I think that really blew him up. I mean, at least it did for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would never have, well, not never, but it would have taken me a lot longer to come across his stuff until, you know, I found out that he was finishing The Wheel of Time. And I was like, well, should probably see if this is going to be any good. Either way, I'm going to read the end of The Wheel of Time. But it made him stand out from the crowd a little bit. I'm not sure I would have ever read his stuff. I mean, I try and read everything out there, or at least give give everything out there a chance. But I'm not sure I would have necessarily hit on Brandon without a good recommendation. I it, it, I think it just would have taken longer for him to spread through the community as the quality author that he is. Sure. Kelsey T. Baldwin is asking, how do you find the Mistborn trilogy compares to The Way of Kings? Um, well, Stormlight Archive, we should say. Right. There's There's a couple of things that are different one stormlight archive obviously is is not finished right and so i don't really know where it's going and there's there's a lot of final thoughts that i have about Mistborn that i can't have about stormlight yet like stormlight archive was uh, it was one of the first things that came to our minds when we were talking about doing a second spoilers podcast but we can't do a spoilers podcast if it's not spoiled yet we have no way to spoil it. <laughs> but I find them to be very similar books in complexity and style, but I find the Stormlight Archive books to be emotionally much deeper. I can see that. 
and there's just much more of it. So it's many, many, many more layers. Yeah. I thought Mistborn was remarkable because it does have three or four distinct layers that all work together in a really interesting way. Stormlight Archive is maybe a more um, intricate story with more emotional depth in some ways. I don't know. They're difficult to compare. They feel different in many ways. The Miss, well, I was going to say Mistborn is full of underdogs, but so is, I mean, Kaladin is definitely an underdog. There's characters that you can see like, you know, like Vin at one point says, I must protect those who can't protect themselves, which is basically the first oath of that Kaladin swears. And she actually almost yeah. says it word for word. So, you know, obviously there is a thread that runs through these people in terms of protection. I never really thought of how much similarity there is in the, like, uh, enslavement of the main characters mm-hmm. at the beginning of the series. They're all, all enslaved. Kelsier, Kaladin, Vin. They're all renegade slaves. Fun origin story. And, yeah. And, a, and an underdog story, too. It makes them the best underdogs. They're so under. It's the difference between Stormlight is clearly something that Brandon Sanderson has been polishing and creating his entire life. And to me, Mistborn feels like a fully fleshed out, smaller world, smaller with smaller ambitions. You know, Mistborn follows one plot a lot more closely, mm-hmm. too. Whereas I feel like Stormlight has many plots that you're reading at the same time. And Mistborn's such a small world because it is this one empire ruled by one god emperor in this one geographical area, Mm -hmm. and that's where all of humanity exists. Even the other races are dominated Mm -hmm. by this one lord ruler, god king. Which changes, I think, quite a bit in the Wax and Wayne series. That's where I'd really say, like, he takes what was this relatively contained story in the first trilogy— and turns it into something that is much larger and much more a part of his Cosmere in Wax and Wayne. Yeah. Do, are Terrasmen a different Dungeons and Dragons style race than human beings? Well, they can certainly interbreed with human beings. I think they're more a different race in terms of racism, different race. Yeah. Because they look similar. They certainly are a distinct genetic group because they have ferrochemy, which does not exist in other worlds. Is it ferrochemy or ferrochemy? I was saying ferrochemy, but I'm I have already accepted I'm going to be wrong. Ferrochemy. And there, there will certainly be an adjustment period where we are picking up the various pronunciations and firming them up in our head. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit easier with this than it was with. The Wheel of Time, simply because the number of names is lower, and they're less exotic yeah. in some ways. And some are very easy. Yeah. Vin. Kelsier is hard it. to mess up. Kel- yeah. Ham, Breeze, Spook. Um, I did mess up Sazed. I thought it was Sazed. Sazed, yes. And now you keep confusing me, because you keep saying, I-, <laughs> I messed it up. And I'm like, wait a minute, now I don't know which one's right. But yeah, and we are going to depend on you guys in Discord to to keep us correct. One thing that's definitely different about this series than I think The Wheel of Time is how well I know this series. The Wheel of Time was 
a, a lifetime obsession. That, I like some of the fan art of Inquisitors. I love fan art. There is definitely a French influence in the Final Empire. I was just listening to the Wax and Wayne books, and there was one character that he does with a very distinct French accent. And, you know, you've got Demu, who's got a French name, Calcile. You know, you could definitely put a French accent on a lot of what's going on in the Final Empire. Which makes me think about the French Revolution, which makes me wonder if there's any connection there. Oh, yeah, my opinions are going to definitely change, because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to discover a ton of things. Oh, yeah, Christini. Kelsier makes himself into a Jesus, a martyr. The whole rising up three days later thing that he actually does. Did I don't know if any of you guys saw, but I posted a piece of fan art just to, on Instagram to say, like, hey, we're going to be there in Discord tonight if anyone wants to come. But that in that image, he literally has a halo, Kelsier. Yeah. The Church of the Survivor, the Church of the Savior. They wear... Uh, <laughs> That's so close. They wear a spearhead instead of a cross around their neck. With the blue lines that make his halo, it just works really well. Well, and the blue lines are his steel pushing. Yeah, but it's... But it looks like a halo around his head. Yeah, yeah. no, it's perfect. (laughs) He's holding the bar of the 11th medal. And then Vin makes a pretty convincing, what would you say, virgin mother probably? Yeah, except the opposite. Yeah, but... I think they call her the Ascendant Warrior in the Wax and Wayne books. Mary Magdalene? Okay, I'll give you that. Hmm. I don't know my Bible. She's kind of more like a... Who's the greatest apostle? Peter? If there was a lady apostle, this would work better. This is why we need the Legendarium guys. They would know this shit right off the bat. Spook is Peter? Okay. Oh, and Timber will be part of this uh, podcast as well. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. You know, so we've got the D&D event coming up. Was that the 13th? Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I've got Timber built in canonically because I made my uh, character have a wolfhound. So when he barks and howls, it'll be totally uh, in theme. I'm putting it on our brand new calendar where we keep track of things. Oh my God, we're keeping track of things now? <laughs> what is the world coming to? Using something other than our the flawed heads. <laughs> <laughs> and like random Discord messages we've been sending to each other. Yeah, that's pretty much how we keep track of everything. Text messages and yeah, Discord messages. Discord messages. Scaring away the other Contra. Maybe a missed Wraith out, out there? Maybe. Yeah. The sun is setting. It would be that time. Mists are coming out. Ah, getting later and later. It's 7.20 here, and it's not dark yet. Well, we just had the equinox, didn't we? Yes, because you need the equinox to have spring, right? We had this conversation a week or two ago. (laughs) Right, but it doesn't always match up. Some complicated procedure. After the equinox. First Sunday after the equinox. There was another. There were three of them after the full moon. Equinox, okay. full moon, Sunday. Gotcha. That's the order. So that's how you get Easter. Jeez. I think then they slice the neck of a chicken, and the way its blood falls on the ground is based on. That's how they figure it out. Throw its bones in a fire, and the way it cracks, whatever number it's most similar to, that's the day Easter falls on. 
<laughs> hey, that was a real way of divination. I thought that's how we did Thanksgiving with the <laughs> with the wishbones. The wishbones, yeah. Christmas, they just slaughter a goat, right? You look at the entrails and figure out what date that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazingly, every year it's the twenty fifth. <laughs> God, God works in mysterious ways. We should. Yeah, we should that. stop making fun of religion now. <laughs> we should be done with that. One of these days, we'll have to make an atheist podcast that we never, ever, ever publish. <laughs> if you listen and you're religious, we love you too. We do. Yeah, I was. I remember uh, being at Vino's Catholic wedding for a while and making a scene. We stood up. You know, there's a lot of standing and sitting. Yeah. And I didn't really understand how the benches work. And I totally sat on the thing when his foot was underneath it and was crushing his foot in the middle of a ceremony. And so Billy looks over me. He's like, it's on my foot. It's on my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We had to, like, lift it back up. And I don't think anyone really noticed because we were sitting in the back. Matt had appropriately put us out of the view of everybody. That's good. Good job, Matt. (laughs) But that was the first time I'd ever been in a church, I think. Whoa, really? I mean, other than like I've walked through churches, but for for an actual ceremony, yeah. Huh. Do we have anything to add about Mistborn? Are we just chilling now? Chilling now. I think we're just chilling now. Questions, yes. I have to imagine, and, and he doesn't bring this up, but I wanted to to think... That with all the Mistborn jumping around, leaving coins on the ground, there'd be just like coins all over the streets. And then they wouldn't have to drop them anymore. They could just push off of them. Like the whole ground would just be littered with coins. Well, I mean, the Ska are so poor that I figure they, they're like yeah. really benefiting from these Mistings and Mistborn running around throwing metal everywhere. You think it's a Robin Hood situation that they're like out there like throwing coins on the street? I mean, and- not purposely, but I can't imagine they stay there for very long. Just based on the relative level of poverty that just follow Mistborn around. They just hang around in front of the great houses and wait for coins to drop out of the air. Hopefully not on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other question. Do Mistborn ever like squish? I guess that's why the people all go inside at night because you don't want to get squished by a Mistborn coin. Oh, yeah. Luckily, the people are all inside at night. But she does a fair amount of like, I think she talks about how early on she does a lot of pulling the coins back to her. Because she doesn't want to waste them. Like, whenever she has a chance, she, like, stops and, like, basically picks it up. Yeah. You can take them all at once. That would actually be a really cool fanfic piece, is a street urchin who was picking up coins from the Mistborn. And, like, saw a bunch of, like, really meaningful events, but, like, always from the shadows and always just ran out and got all the coins. That would be fun. A sort of a silent regard. What was that? That is exactly. Slow regard of slow, silent things. Yeah, slow regard of silent things. Do, do one of those style uh, for Mistborn. From the perspective of the crazy girl that lives in the sewers. Exactly. We should pitch that to Brandon. Have any of you guys read The Regard of Silent Things? The Patrick Rothfuss novel? It's a good one. It it takes place in the Wise Man's Fear universe, but that's... that's it's a, underground the university. Yeah. But the, the, the only character in the book is Ari. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. Me too. I really loved it. And it's also just blew me out of the water. It's it's the only novel I've ever read or heard of that only has one character. She occasionally thinks about other people, but that's all. Yeah. I I mean, I have to imagine there are other books out there that do that. But I think at some point she's like, sees someone and runs away or something like that. Cast away. But even he like that starts (laughs) and ends with other characters. It's this is just a book with only her in it from start to finish. 
Well, if anyone's looking for something short and you're familiar at all with the Wise Man's Fear universe, I'm saying that wrong. What's the name of the series? One of the books is Wise Man's Fear. It is the King Killer Chronicles. That's right. Name of the Wind is the first book. Wise Man's Fear is the second book. And the third book will never come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. We got the slow regard of silent things. I hope it does someday. How long has it been for him? Hasn't it been like over a decade? A while. I'm not sure how long, but long. Or like six years or something. It's not like it's that complicated of a universe. You know, I understood a little bit later. Like, I understand why George R. R. Martin's having trouble, like, bringing his story together. And I understand why, like, Jordan took a little bit longer at the end. But he's only on book three. And frankly, his plots aren't that complicated. I'm thinking of the all the waiting for OP to deliver memes, except it's waiting for Patrick Rothfuss to deliver. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure we can think of worse examples. Been waiting for the book of after Dance with Dragons to come out. But I'm guessing, yeah, like like Vino says, the the scripts are all written. I'm sure they're just tweaking and changing and moving and patching and agonizing, agonizing. Yeah, with probably some some anxiety in there. Fair enough. Seth Stormblast asked, how do we get the idea for the Discord chat? To be honest, it was suggested as a patron reward. We were setting up a, someone asked us for a patron account to donate to. And it said, hey, why don't you set up a Discord chat? Are some of our longest time, Wheel of Time spoilers listeners asked us to open up a way for them to donate to support the podcast. And yeah, like you said, I think it was just... Like one of the suggested rewards that you give people. And we were like, yeah, well, we could do that. Sure. Yeah, no problem. And then um, John Michael came and hung out with us week after week after week after week by himself yeah. for quite some <laughs> time and did a lot of the debugging and helped us figure out a lot of the sound issues. And he got us started on Facebook about that time as well. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember the order of people after that. No, after that, it, it sort of, there, there was two or three other people, and then it just, like, it blew up. Kelsey, KK Loves Turtles, was there really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to remember. I, you know, it all happened very slow, like, slowly and organically, so, like. There was one night when enough people showed up that I bought the software so that our nice mics would play for you guys. I think that was the night when it really got big. And I could probably go back and look at my receipts and see when I I bought that software. Well, let me look at the date that we actually got a loop back. And that will help me pin down the date that everybody jumped on. And then maybe we can figure out what happened that day. Samuel, do you say Samuel or Samuel? Samuel? In my head, all these years, I've been saying Samuel or Samuel. I always say Samuel, but that's not right. January 11th is the day when the Discord really blew up. How well, How are you? That's when I bought the software. Oh, that's when you bought the software. Yeah. What happened January 11th? Well, a lot of people were listening before they joined the chat, I think. Yeah, the Instagram's definitely the biggest thing for some reason. Yeah, it looks like around December is when... Things started really kicking off just based on the amount of social media activity, 
works. Now I just make a point of dropping the link here and there. I just pepper it into sometimes there's a link like in the podcast description. Sometimes there's a link on a Instagram or Facebook posts. They're old permalinks now too. They'll work forever. As soon as we started doing that, people started showing up in the Discord channel not really knowing what was going on. And a lot of them signed up. Sessler and Blessed, yes, I'm going. I will try to get <laughs> to get an interview with with Brandon Sanderson at JordanCon. But like, who knows if I'll even be able to get close to him? But if I happen to be like standing anywhere near him, I will totally introduce myself and say like, "Hey, we make this podcast. One's about a book that you finished, and the other one's about a book that you wrote entirely. Would you be interested in talking to us for like five minutes?" And I'll be standing behind him, nodding. Ninety seconds, like. <laughs> We need to have questions, Patrick. We need to be prepped. Yeah, maybe we should write down like uh, general questions that we could ask to any given person. Like, what if we run into Harriet? You know, like, hey, would you be interested in saying a couple of words into this microphone for our podcast? Because I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, well, sure. You, you know, what do you want to ask? And dude, if like if they ans- if Brandon Sanderson answered two questions, that would be such a huge victory <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll do that for anyone if you're willing to wait in line for a signing. He'll, like, answer a question or two. True. Jeez. Well, who knows when we'll be doing a signing but again, we, but next you know. time we should just ambush him with microphones. <laughs> Will you sign this and answer these questions? <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> but that's, when, I, when I met him at the signing, he asked me, he was like, do you have any questions for me you want to ask? Like, and I totally got tongue-tied. Well, if you if you're unprepared, like if I just walked up to him, I wouldn't really know what to ask. I'd yeah. probably just start babbling about the Cosmere and certain similarities between the Wheel of Time and like maybe what's your was that one of your influences? Did you think about that a lot while you were making? But see how I just never even asked a question there. Right, <laughs> that does that's not going to work. <laughs> right, rapid fire ask like nine questions. Well, here's something, guys. If you have any questions you think would be good to ask Sanderson at the signing... Oh, yeah, do it. Send them to us. Wednesday are the most likely days we'd probably end up doing it. Yeah. My schedule is going to be changing a little bit. I got a job working at this company that converts styrofoam into crude oil, which is kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. And I'm starting on Thursday. So it's just a temp job. It's not necessarily permanent, but it's got the potential to be. So I'm pretty happy to be be getting back to work and off unemployment, which I've been on for a couple of months now. I will say that the unemployment has helped me. You know, I put a lot of work into the podcast because I've had the time. Appreciate that. 
but I'm ready to get back into a daily routine. Understandable. My routine might be random, but there is job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just work on random days. Yep. No, and you know, Timber keeps me on a, a bit of a schedule, but he he adapts to me. Losing a job and getting a new one at this point has become old hat. It's uh, something I do on a regular basis. Yeah. Not something I want to do on a regular basis, but it's sort of the way the economy is these days. But, you know, if you don't have kids or, well, I mean, I've got a dog, but not having kids makes a big difference in terms of having stress over income. Totally. Timber eats kibble and prefers rainwater over regular water. (laughs) (laughs) I think kids do too, but you still can't let them drink it. Timber loves the toilet. If I leave the toilet seat up and I put out a fresh bowl of water, he goes for the toilet. What is that? I don't I understand wonder it. what that is about. It's cold? Is that, do you think that's it? Hmm, maybe. It's also like closer to head height. <laughs> I don't know. That shouldn't matter. Well, I just try and keep the bowl clean. And the lid down, if possible. But I'm terrible at doing that. And if he's thirsty, who am I to deny him? <laughs> don't they find when they like test it that your toilet bowl is actually one of the cleaner places in your house because people actually clean it as opposed to like doorknobs or like cracks and stuff which yeah geez when do you actually wash a doorknob yeah never i don't but you touch it constantly yeah keyboards basically anything you touch with your hands are gross all the time your hands are disgusting that's why you should wash your hands on a regular basis especially after using the bathroom i think about that at work all the time you're supposed to well i mean they handle food and people's drinks and stuff but you like Go take your break. You wash your hands in the bathroom, but then you touch that doorknob, although you are supposed to wash your hands when you get back. So I wash my hands twice every time I leave the bar. That's good. Yeah. All doors should have a foot hook on them to open. (laughs) I agree. If it opens in, you should, it should have a kick plate. If it opens out, you should have a hook. I always think about that when I'm in like Newark Penn Station or something and I'm like, oh man, this is like... (laughs) Why even wash your hands? Like, why even yeah. bother if you're going to go touch, like, the... My favorite is if I can, I'll just use, like, the tip of my pinky finger to push the door open. <laughs> you ever do the elbow? Yeah, oh, the elbow is definitely a good one. Uh, and if it's really bad, you just wait until somebody else opens it, and then you leave. <laughs> just <laughs> sneak out behind them. them. <laughs> it always amuses me that then people wash their hands and then touch their keyboards, which are disgusting. Yeah, I never even thought about that one, but... When's the last time I washed my phone? Never is the answer. It's never been sanitized since I bought it like two years ago. I'm just putting bad ideas in your head. I'm sorry. (laughs) The world's a dirty place. I think we just pretty much have to deal with it. Understand that we're all covered in germs and bacteria all the time. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Yeah. I got a bit of a cold recently, and I was wondering if it's because I have a friend that just came back from China, and she said she got sick a couple times while she was there, and now I'm wondering if it's because, like, we were hanging out. Stay away from me. (laughs) And I just got some form of cold, because I never get sick, like, very rarely. And it's just like a mild cold, but I probably got some Asian cold that I've never been exposed to. People at my work are really very professional everybody's like careful about their hygiene but like if one person gets sick it like it rips through the staff so fast this is really nothing you can do like you're 
literally shoulder to shoulder with people all day. And let's be honest, by the time most people realize they're sick, they've been spreading it for days. Right. And then you get off your shift and you like taste each other's drinks and share a cigarette or something like it's over. (laughs) It's over. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.